Yes, we were in uh, Jacksonville and then Ackworth, Georgia, which is like North Atlanta, this week doing services. And it was fun hearing from all you guys, all your um, testimonies that you were sharing with me. And then I just want to thank uh, Cliff and Amy from Jacksonville. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. The Gators. I think they won today, didn't they? Yeah, so that was good. Your teams win today? <laughs> and then Iowa throttled Michigan State, and I was bad, so that tells you something. So anyway, um, let's see. What is that? Oh, so uh, <clears throat> tomorrow night at our normal fellowship, some of you guys, all you guys on- online, so Wednesdays and Sundays, we do 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern, the online fellowships at freedomministries.live, and then it automatically connects to Zoom and the password freedom, lowercase. So Dr. Dan Rogers tomorrow is going to be on. And so here's what I want you to do. If you guys are watching this, if you haven't done it yet, if you Google Dr. Dan Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S, biblical imagery. And uh, I saw him years ago do this. I was watching a thing with Brad Jerzak and Baxter, and and they were speaking at Grace Communion. And uh, I stumbled upon his video years ago, and he talks about biblical imagery. He talks about how um, a lot of things we talk about where the only way you can really get scripture wrong is to take it literally. And it's, it's really interesting is uh, we're trying to read an Eastern book with a Western mind and it doesn't work. So you guys figured that out, right? Like even the, even the literalist can't take it literal. I'll give them like one or two, one or two examples. And they're like, oh, I guess I never thought of that. I go, yeah, that's, it's, it's not a literal thing. It's, they wrote it in myth. They wrote it in allegory. It's really a fascinating thing. And so he talks about... Uh, a lot of the biblical imagery, and it'll really help you out when you read scripture. It'll really help you out, like, what does this stuff mean? Versus what does it say? Because uh, Paul himself wrote, hey, if you read it literally, the letter will do what to you? Kill you, right? Didn't they teach you literal scripture, though, in Bible school? How'd that work out? <laughs> it's pretty funny. And I'm not joking, guys. Like, probably half the people I meet that go through Bible school today just quit. They're just like, I'm done with God if that's God because they're taking it literally. And he's a mad God. He's angry about stuff, right? So anyway, uh, I think you'll really enjoy him. So tomorrow night, he's going to get on for a Q&A. So you can watch that and then ask him all the hard questions that PhD guys know, right? Because the end to me, I'm like, God is love. You're one with him. Next, right? You got your PhD in, in scripture, in my opinion. And so anyway, um, so that, that's tomorrow night. I think you'll really enjoy him. He's funny. He's got a great sense of humor too. And, and uh, uh, I, it helped me a lot years ago when I was watching it going, oh, the scriptures actually make sense now and I don't have to make stuff up. It, it's, it, I think it'll really help you. So let me just share a couple testimonies with you. Um, this is so fun. You know, like uh, in that day, you know, we've been sharing these scriptures. In that day, day is always revelation. It's always dawning like you get something, Right? It comes to you. And he says, in that day, you're going to realize just as we are one, this is Jesus talking, just as we are one, Father, they are one. I'm in them, they're in me, and we're in this together. And so Paul's using this language where you can't separate God and man. We're one. So when, you, when the scriptures say you're one, what do you think he means? Do you think you're less than one, or do you think it means that you're one? But religion has done such a great job of separating you from God, it's confusing. Because I thought he was outside of me. But wait a minute. Paul says when I get revelation, he's going to realize I'm in, I'm in him, and he's in me, and we're one. And uh, so he uses that language where you can't tell where God starts and you begin. And that's where I was sharing around the country this week, you know, the early church, just really where all of our scriptures came from. You guys know it wasn't written in English and in King James, right? That'll help you. That'll start right there. And so if you, if you, if you go really read the Greeks and the, the church fathers, the, guy who actually, the guys who actually consolidated scripture and decided which books are in and which books are out, um, what did they believe? And it's very different than what you hear today. And they still believe it. They, they still believe what they, what they wrote. Isn't that interesting, right? Now, we've interpreted it in a way that's really just almost too confusing to figure out, but um, the point I'm getting at is, is uh, if you're one with Jesus, and in, in, in Paul in Ephesians, he talks about marriage, and he goes, if you, can, if you can figure out anything in the physical, all creation speaks of me. He goes, I've given you things. I've given you nature. I'm giving you relationships so you can better understand your relationship with me. When he's talking about marriage, he says, you know, um, 
two have become one. And he's, he's talking about all these things. And then, like I said, Paul throws that zinger in at the end and he goes, but I'm not talking about earthly marriage. I'm talking about Christ and the church. And he goes, so if you understand uh, a physical marriage, then you'll understand your union with me where two literally have become one. So Paul uses this language all the time. So <clears throat> would Jesus be, ups- would he be concerned about income in COVID? then what should you be concerned about income and COVID? And that's why I love you guys are getting it because I was sharing with people around the country, like they're prospering without a job right now. That's good news, isn't it? Isn't that better news? And so, uh, so here's one. This is just, this is fun from, from uh, they, they watch online from Nova Scotia. It says, uh, over the last year that we've wa- watched, our finances keep growing like a miracle. We've saved, now this is all relative. Some of you guys, this isn't a lot, but this is a lot if you don't have a job. We have saved over $150,000, and both of our incomes have doubled or more, and I have not worked in over a year. And his wife is only part-time. That's pretty good, isn't it? Isn't that a better message than suck it up and be worried? The only time I think about money is when, when worry tries to rear its ugly head, and I soon cast that off. Now it seems God is wanting for me to be alone with him in all. In the past, you talked about entering his rest. Well, I'm on my way there. Only sometimes I seem like I'm a little bit lazy. <laughs> it's, it's the difference between slavery and inheritance, right? So Moses, your servant is dead. This idea that you have to serve God is dead. And Peter explains that well. He's like, no, 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 no. Unless Peter, 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 unless you let me serve me, you can't partake of me. Unless you let me serve you, because Peter's like, I'll serve you, God, right? And he goes, you got this backwards. Unless you realize I'm the, I'm the father, I'm the husband in this relationship, I'm giving you the inheritance. I'm the one serving you, and I'm giving you inheritance. He goes, unless you turn this thing around, um, you're not going to partake of everything I've freely given you. So I love that. So their income doubled. He hasn't worked at all. She's worked part-time. They, both of their incomes doubled, and they've saved $150,000 without a job. Only sometimes it feels like I'm lazy. Today I heard the voice saying, I want to be alone with you. I want to hear your voice. Like Dispenza, I try to walk 24 hours a day in gratitude and thanksgiving. I'm changing so much without trying that I lose understanding. This is just an update. Love you guys. You're making a difference in this crazy world. Isn't that good? That's cool. And then Ash, this is kind of, this is a fun one I shared with the prayer group the other day. Um, if you need prayer, guys, just info at freedomministries.org. Uh, because It works. And we'll talk about, that's what I'm talking about today is prayer. So we prayed for this guy, I think it was two weeks ago, Ash, that he, he's, he had diabetes. So he just sent us this this week. He said, I want to thank you and the prayer team for taking the time to pray and listen. When I received your email, it hit, email, it hit my spirit and I was encouraged. Several days later, there was a shift in the spirit that I actually felt. About a week later, while in prayer, I knew that I had been healed. It was incredible. I spent 45 minutes worshiping and thanking God. I could literally feel the change in my body. My energy levels are so much higher. Shooting pain, numbness, are, numbness is steadily decreasing. And I'm not eating M&Ms because that's one of the things I think you saw. I was like, I see an M&Ms. But he says this, I'm not eating M&Ms, but I am eating ice cream. Isn't that cool if you're a diabetic? So I am eating ice cream. I believe there's an anointing on you guys for manifestation. Here's the thing. There's no, we're no more anointed than you. I'm trying to teach you how to be you, right? How to, how to live out of your original design. Know ye not that the anointing is in you? That's what, that's what Paul teaches, right? So... You're all anointed. You don't have to. I'm trying to teach you to do without me. Wouldn't that be good? That'd be great. My wife said, yes, that'd be great. So, <laughs> no, it's not, that's really true. Like, so here, here's where I think people get frustrated. They think you have to, can kids enter the kingdom? Okay. Now think about the religiousness that you've been through. Try teach your five-year-old that. Would that work? That's why it doesn't work for most people. They're making it way too complicated. Um, You know, Paul says, everybody will know me from the least to the greatest. And guess what? You're going to look for God out there. You're going to think he's out there somewhere. You're going to think he's somewhere else. Here's the miraculous revelation. You're the temple. You're the tabernacle of God. And guess what? The anointed one, literally the anointing, I'll, I'll, I'll share just a little bit on that. Mashiach is what it is in Hebrew. What it actually means in Hebrew is in you. Amen. And you're one with him. So, if you know the anointings within you, anything that freely comes to Jesus comes to you freely. Amen? You're, you're anointed. That's what he's saying. You thought it was only the prophets, priests, and the kings in the Old Testament. Guess what? The least to the greatest are anointed. That's the truth. 
So is that cool? So I'll share some more this week, but I thought that was great. Amen? All right. So uh, let me just share one thing with you. Um, I shared this a little bit Wednesday on the fellowship, but uh, uh, I don't know. We've been out of town. Has anything exciting happened in the news this week? <laughs> now, I've been sharing with you the whole time um, what true prayer is. So let me just, you can do whatever you want, but this is really funny to me. Um, and I, here's what I've been telling people. If we're still good versus bad, um, us versus them, good trying to overcome evil, we have not been perfected in love. So I shared this with people. I said, um, I don't know who's going to win yet, but it doesn't look like most of you guys is going to win if you're a Christian, right? Most of you guys are on one side. Now, I shared with this the, the, other, the other day. I said, if the other guy wins, you know, how, you know what happens in my life? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I said, because where is the kingdom? It's within you. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And he says, if you look at the, the, the word kingdom in Greek, it's basilia. It says, it's the Father's good pleasure to give who his royal rule and reign. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you his royal rule and reign. Amen? So, if the anointing's within, God is within, the royal rule and reign is within, who selected the guy? You did. I'll explain this to you. Amen? And I'm like, what do I need to get you guys to understand? That God is not out there somewhere, right? Every, all the time Jesus talked about it, at the woman at the well in Samaria, he's going, hey, we believe he's on the mountain in Gerizim. The Jews believe he's on the mountain in Jerusalem. Who's right? And what did, what did Jesus say to the Samaritan woman? I tell you the truth. You will not worship him on a mountain. You're going to worship him in spirit. Can you see spirit? You actually can when I'm going to teach you tonight, but not visible. Because he says the kingdom does not come with anything visible. So I see, I, I got a lot of messages from people going, I can't believe that God let this happen. You ever talked to anybody that this week? Two have become one. And he's given it over to you. So who let it happen? You did. Now let me explain this. You got exactly what you prayed for. You got exactly what you prayed for. Because if you look at the prayer, so here's what the, this is why I love the science behind it. Because you can't screw that up. You can, you can screw up scripture a lot. I've seen a lot, right? But you can't screw this up. It's, it's pretty interesting. So when you really start to understand that prayer is within in the secret tabernacle, which from the heart, right? A lot of people are praying up here. Now, Jesus says to do what with evil? Resist not. Resist not. Because anything you resist, you get. You get more of what you resist. Now, that's why I think the science guys, the neuroscientists, get it way better than Christians. So here's, let me explain this to you. If in your heart, so Jesus says this. He says, your book says <clears throat> an eye for an eye. But I say, do what to your enemy? Love them. Does love come against your enemy? Does it? Does it resist it? No. You choose a different alternative. Does that make sense? Now let me explain this to you. Now I, I think this is great. This is just a little review for Dr. Greg Braden because this is so good. You guys have all heard this. Um, you don't get what you ask for in your mind. You get what's in your heart. You get 100% answered prayer all the time. So, it's funny because I, I, see, I see a lot of these Christians, they're ranting and spitting and, and like the country's gonna die if our guy doesn't get in. Does that sound like resisting evil? To me it does, doesn't it? And so he says, judge not lest you're, you yourself are gonna experience judgment. It's gonna, you're gonna feel the judgment in your heart. And true prayer always gives you what you believe in your heart, what you're persuaded. So if you believe it's good versus evil, if you believe the lesser power still has to overcome a, a, a greater power, 
I'm just telling you, you're not operating in love. You are not operating in love. You're operating in fear. You're operating. You've you, you seen Christians pray this, this week for the president? I have. I've seen some of the wackiest things I've ever seen, actually. And I'm going, no wonder they think we're idiots. We are. <laughs> like, look at them. Right? If you came from another planet and go, look at that. What are they doing? Like, I saw some crazy stuff this week. And they don't get it. Now, because if you still believe there's division, he says the kingdom is like this. The kingdom is like soil. And whatever you plant there, you're going to get. But we know not how. But I promise you, you're going to get that harvest. So let me tell you this. If you think that this side needs to overcome that side, I mean, how many Christians were praying for a certain person to get elected this week? A lot. So I guess God didn't answer your prayer. Uh-oh, now what? Now what do, we, what do we do with that, right? What do we do with that? Didn't that work? That's why you get all the goofy prayer stuff. He says, I give you the answer to prayer all the time. Before you've even asked, I said, yes, I answer all your prayer. You cannot find one verse in prayer where it doesn't give you what you, not what you think up here, it's what you're persuaded of in your heart. Believe you have received it and you have. So if you're thinking that's division where our guy needs to come over that guy, you know what you get? He answers your heart perfectly, you get division. Are we divided right now? Now let me tell you how the right way to do it. So <clears throat> some of you guys, I love this. Like in the HeartMath Institute, the International Peace Project in the Middle East in the Journal of Conflict Resolution 1988. So during the Israeli-Lebanese war in the 1980s, this is the, tr this is the right way to do it. They trained, they trained uh, people with techniques to create peace within rather than thinking about it in, your, in their minds. See, most people are like, you know, God, do this thing and do this and, and don't let this guy win, etc. You're getting what you're praying for because in your, in your heart, you're thinking division. You're thinking good versus bad. And we're just, we've, as long as this country's been alive, we've just been in this cycle, haven't we? Good versus bad, bad versus good. Our guy wins. Oh, I guess God's will was that. Now our guy didn't win. Oh, he didn't answer my prayer. God, you know. Like, no, he's giving you exactly what you're praying for, which is division. We know not how, it just comes. Is this making sense to anybody? Now, let me tell you how these guys, so during the Arab-Israeli war in the 1980s, they were trained in how to practice peace within. Now, the heart, as I've shared with you a million times, is 5,000 more times powerful than here. So if you're praying up here, thinking this, I want this, I want that, but your heart is going, yeah, get him, God, and do this and, and do that and take this guy out, you're getting exactly what you're praying for, which is division, which is conflict, which is anger. Looks pretty, I don't even need to turn the TV on. I know that's what's going on, right? So wouldn't you love peace? That'd be good. So how do you create it? You create peace in your own heart. Amen? So, listen to this. So you, you guys know the story, but... So they just put people in these places. They, they didn't pray for peace. They themselves received peace within. And if you've, if you've studied this at all, it's so good, is square root of 1%. It's really one can do this if you're really tuned in. But they've, they've scientifically shown this, the square root of 1%. So 100 people that experienced peace in their own heart brought peace to a million people during that war. They didn't pray for peace. They didn't, they didn't ask for Israel to win. They didn't ask for Lebanon to win. They simply experienced peace. Amen? Now, <clears throat> the formula produces numbers that are smaller than we might expect. For example, in a city of a million people, the total is about 100. In the world of 6 billion people, it's only about 8,000. This calculation represents only the minimum we need to begin. The more people are involved, the faster the effect is created. Now, here's what's really cool. So as they did this, as they simply experienced peace in their own heart, crimes against people went down, emergency room visits went down, traffic accidents all declined, like the war ceased at that time, all the conflict started. When a small percentage of the population achieved peace within themselves, that peace was reflected in the world around them. 100 people affected 1 million people in peace. Just something to think about. Because if you're not perfected, if it's still good, bad, you're still eating from the wrong tree, aren't you? I mean, really? I know this is not a popular message, geez, especially in Colorado Springs. But you are getting, ironically, it's all sharing with people, ironically, they're getting exactly what they're praying for, which is division. I'm just going, hey, guys, you know what? Why don't you just experience life how you want it? And so where I was sharing, here's what I would encourage you to start doing. 
I, I think I read this in my book. I'm not sure if it's in yours, but it says this. It says, all things work together for my good. Amen? So Wednesday night when I was sharing, here's a great way to look at this, guys, is I, I go, I don't really care who wins because no matter who wins, all things are gonna work together for my, this will be the greatest election in history for me and my family. And guess what? You live in peace, don't we? You live in peace, amen? And while everybody else is bickering, whatever, we'll just continue to prosper. <laughs> they'll, count, they'll have all kinds of health issues. We'll just prosper, Amen? Why am I having this? Because inside you're internally all beat up. You're trying to fight this and you think God didn't answer your prayer. He answered it precisely. You prayed for division within and you got it. Does that help? So just enjoy peace. Just start going, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Thank you, Father, that we have love in this country. We have peace in this country. Thank you, Father, I have this. Wouldn't that be good? And you watch how much peace starts to enter into your house, your home, uh, sicknesses start going out of your life, things start prospering in your life. It's just, it's a wonderful thing. Almost like Jesus meant what he said. I know your, your pastor doesn't tell you that. Mine, I do, but you're probably, if you're, if you're watching online, whoever, like, it's hard to find a grace church, isn't it? Oh man, they think, they think that that's his guy and it's God's will. And I've given you the kingdom and I've given you my royal rule and reign. It's up to you, okay? All right. Now, I don't want to go through a lot of scripture. That's, that's my one slide that once we bring it up. If you're one with Jesus, then you're designed to naturally live supernaturally, aren't you? And I love these testimonies because you're getting it. I only want to go through a couple of scriptures because I want you to experience God versus learn about him. Bible schools are very good at teaching you left brain stuff, knowledge, but it's always never enough. Like you got to do this more, pray more, get into the word more, go to church more, do that more, give more, do all these things more, which implies that you don't have enough which implies that you're not perfect in Christ. Your starting place is, I am perfect, teleos. I'm completing Christ, nothing lacking. Now, if you want to do anything because you just enjoy it, do it. But there's, I'm telling you, you have everything that pertains to life and godliness. Good news? Nothing lacking, right? You don't have to know one scripture. How's that? Because Paul tells you it's written on your heart. Amen? Which is why for 400 years it wasn't written. It's pretty simple stuff, isn't it? So, Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows. Where do we hear this flow? Where's the first time we hear this flow? Flowing. Land flowing. Typology, this is where tomorrow night with Dr. Dan, where's the land? Where's the garden? Where's the soil? Where's the earth? It's your heart. It's within. It's the innermost place, right? To Hebrew. Now, we think it's Israel, and that's why we're going to fight over a piece of dirt. But Paul clearly says, Paul clearly says, no, no, no. We're from the Jerusalem which is above because the Jerusalem which now is leads to bondage and slavery, right? I had to show some people this. They're like, no, I don't remember reading that. So I went to Galatians 4 and like, oh, I guess it is in my book. I go, I know, I know. So guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the boundaries of life. So he's saying your heart is like soil. So be careful what you plant there. If you're still good, bad, us, them, um, lesser spirit needs to be conquered by a greater spirit. You haven't been perfected in love because if you're perfected in love, there's nothing left to do. You simply plant your garden with anything you want and it comes. So guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the boundaries of life. Philippians four, six, and seven. You guys have all heard this, right? where it says, be anxious about how many things? You see Christians anxious about the election this week? Hmm. Think Paul meant it or you think it was just, you Americans, you got this. <laughs> I think you meant it, right? So be anxious about nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God, right? And then the next verse says, and the union, it says Irene, which is peace, it's shalom in Hebrew. Your union, when you realize you and he are one, not less than one, he's given you his glory, not a junior varsity glory, right? Which glory is that, that Hebrew word kavot, it's weightiness. So you, have, you carry the weight of God. Wouldn't that be good? And he's given you his royal rule and reign. So... Um, When you do this, then he says, and that union, that irene, that shalom of God will guard your hearts 
and minds. Where's the kingdom? Where's the secret place of the most high? It's within, is what he says. So I just want to share a couple things with you. So if you look at that in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, um, it's the, it's the, in the Greek, your heart says cardia. If you go look at it, it's like cardia, like cardiac, right? Your heart. And so he talks about there, it's the inner chamber. Spiritually, it's, it's a spiritual dynamic within. Now, and then if you keep reading, it'll say in the Septuagint, so the, the Greek translation of, of the Old Testament, cardia is used for the word uh, for heart, which is lev, lev. And it's lamed, bet. Now, lamed, if you go look at it, is a shepherd's staff, and it means the ultimate authority, the, the leader. Bet is you, the tabernacle of God, the house of God, right? So it says, your heart is the supreme leader of everything else that goes along in your body, lev. And then, it's, then and it, if you go look it up, it'll say lev, lamed, bet, and then it'll say the same as lamed, bet, bet. Now, I've taught you this in Hebrew, so if you wanted to say king of kings, you said melki, melki. You doubled it, right? So if I wanted to say the hot of hotties to my wife, that's what I say, right? Does that make sense? So it says lev, lamed, bet, or lamed, Bed, bed. So it says the supreme authority is the tabernacle within the tabernacle. So what is the tabernacle within the tabernacle? Secret place of the most high, like the temple, right? So they had an outside court, but then there was an inner court, the, the holiest of holies, the secret place of the most high, where when, when God tells us to go pray, he says, don't do it out here publicly so you can hear or see because the kingdom does not come with anything observable, meaning you, it's not the five senses. You can't do it. That's not the kingdom. So he says, the kingdom's in the secret place. But I promise you, what you do in that secret place, in the Lamed Bet Bet, the house of houses, which is the secret place of Mount High, everybody on the outside is gonna see. So, so I just wanted to share one more verse with you. So all these scriptures are talking about, internally, this thing runs everything. It's the supreme authority of everything in your house, your body, everything you experience. Now, 2 Corinthians 13, 5, I shared this with you too. Know ye not that Jesus Christ is... Outside of you until you say the magic words and then he jumps in. Wait, Paul didn't say that. <laughs> he says, know ye not that Christ is in you unless you have a reprobate mind. I didn't say it. That's Paul, right? So he goes, if any pastor is telling you that Jesus is outside of you, he's got a reprobate mind. Fascinating, isn't it? Paul got after the program. So anyway, so Christ, Christ is in you. Now Christ if you go look at it again, it'll say for Mashiach in the Old Testament. Now, I've been teaching a little Hebrew. This is the last verse because I want to get into, I want you to experience God, not talk about it. This is all left brain stuff, right? This is all left brain stuff. But I'm showing you, the scriptures tell you where you'll experience God. Wouldn't it be nice to experience God? It'd be way better than another Sunday or Saturday or whatever. You got to learn about him, right? So, the Hebrews were really good at learning about him and Jesus like scolded them. He says, guys, 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 you can't, you can't find me in a book. You got your head in a book. He goes, you don't realize it all testifies about me, right? So Mashiach is literally the anointed one. Now it's three Hebrew letters, ma, ma. What would the Hebrew letter be? Mem, sh, 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 shin, like El Shaddai. It's, the let, it's like the backward, upside down W kind of, you know what I mean? So mashi, cha, cha, the last letter, cha, chet, exactly right. So Hebrew is actually quite easy. Like I said, there's pictures. So Mashiach, the anointing is in you. So this is in you, is what he's saying. This, this anointing is in you. Mem is mighty waters or the flow of water, mighty flow of water. Doesn't that sound like the land flowing with milk and honey? The mighty flow of Shin is El Shaddai, of God. Chet is your inner chamber. Doesn't that sound like the same thing? Guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flow the issues of life. So the anointing is this. The mighty flow of God himself is in your inner chamber, Mashiach. Isn't that cool? So whatever we do in prayer has to be inside here. Does that help you? All right, now let's get after the program because I want to teach you how to pray and it's very simple. That, anybody watch that little 10-minute thing I did? Well, isn't that good? And as I was sharing this around the country, I can't tell you how many people have emailed me whatever going, it works, like, my prayer life has radically changed in the last week. Isn't that cool? So, I'll just share this with you. 
Every prayer verse, I've, I've done this enough with you, I don't have to regurgitate all this prayer. Every prayer verse is absolute 100% assurance if you go look at it. Every single one. You cannot find one prayer verse where he says, sometimes I say yes, sometimes I say no. Sometimes I, if you have sin in your life, I don't answer you if you're a bad boy, right? In fact, it says, I've poured out my anointing on the righteous and the unrighteous. Holy smokes. So you mean the unrighteous guy's prayers worked better than mine, apparently, this week? <laughs> I'll just tweak these guys. So... I just like to do that. So anyway, because it makes you think, doesn't it? And now if you get triple, if he answers every prayer, because it says that, right? But what does he say? He says, believe you have received it, then you will. So it's all a persuasion of the heart. Now, a lot of people have been praying up here for years, which is why they have very little results. Guys, I'm gonna teach you tonight, honestly. We'll, we'll take the next couple of weeks. So tonight I'm just gonna take basic prayer. In fact, if there's any of you that want, use me as the example, or use you as the example um, I'll, at the end, I'll bring you up if you want. But I would just ask this. What do you want? And assuming that was already true, because he says every promise is yes and amen, before you've even asked, I've, asked I've, I've given it to you. I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. I withhold nothing, is what he says. He's given it to you already, amen? And so, assuming that you had it, believe you have received it, is aorist tense, meaning I already have it. So if I already have it, what would I be doing? Who would I be hanging out with? Would I be, who else would be involved? Would it be family? Would it be kids? Would it be my grandkids? And then the minute you start picturing that, I'm just telling you, your brain starts going into this, choosing, you're getting your, your, your focus off the current problem right now and you're, you're placing it on something. All things are possible. You're just placing it on a different possibility of what you would like. And the minute you start doing that, your brain starts firing and you start to get an image. And if you stay there long enough, you'll start to, you start to feel what you're looking at. You'll actually see yourself like it. So if, you, if you're needing a health thing, um, you're not praying for healing. That's acknowledging I don't have it, but he says, I've given me everything that pertains to life and godliness. So you're seeing yourself already whole. Like how, if I was struggling with this in my life, health-wise, what would it be like if I didn't have that anymore? Would I be, what could I do with my wife? What could I do with my kids? What could I do with my grandkids if I was fully healthy, fully, fully loved, fully vibrant, fully joyful? What would that look like? How good would that feel? Amen? Does that help you? And I'll walk you through it. So anyway, I'll just go through this, make sure I'm not missing, then we'll just pray. So I'll, I'll do, I'm going to do this a couple times. So then I'm just going to teach basic prayer. Next week, I'm going to teach healing for yourself as well as if you want. How many guys would like to pray and, and pray for somebody else's healing? We do it all the time. And is it really hard? No, it's easy. It's easy. We can teach any of you. In fact, I'll do it next week. Isn't that good? And guess what? It takes no time to tongue. It takes no, you don't have to know one Bible verse. You don't have to do any of that. In fact, these guys, I'm pretty sure they haven't said the magic words. And they're healing stage four cancer in four days. Wouldn't that be good if you had stage four cancer? Or you could go to some church down the road and die. Which one's better? <laughs> I came to give you life and life more abundantly. So if you're still in the law, it brings death. That's what it says, amen? So, and then they, they'll need some cliche to tell you it doesn't work. I'm telling you, it works. It works. If, if, if these guys in science can duplicate it over and over and over and over and over, it'd be, maybe they know something, right? And I think it's fascinating that it lines up with Scripture perfectly. It's, a, it's perfect. So anyway, I just wrote some notes. It's not hard. The Father would never make it hard to receive what's freely given to you. Would he? If a kid, if a kid can enter it, then it should be simple enough for a kid to understand, which it is. So here's what I really want you to get. It's not long, drawn-out religious exercises. It's not getting your prayer guys together. It's not, it's not even coming into agreement how you think is agreement. Like you get, you get a couple unbelieving Christians together and somehow it's going to work. No, it doesn't work. It, that's not how it works. <laughs> you just got more unbelief, right? You got a lot of people praying from up here, but nobody praying from here that actually believes it. That make sense? Believe you have received it and you will. There's no buts, ifs, ends. All things are possible. Up until now, you didn't ask anything in my name. Ask, you shall receive, so your joy will be full. This is the confidence that we have in him. If you ask anything, according to his will, he hears us. And since we know he hears us, we have what we've asked of him. It's my favorite. 
Where in there is it limited? Where in there is you gotta, you gotta get sin out of your life? Where are there? None of it. There's none of it. Amen? Is there? Your book actually says this. Be good to read your book. All right. So, most people don't believe. That's the issue. It's not, it's not in their heart. I'm going to teach you how simple it is to get into your heart because once you can get it into your heart, he says, this is the kingdom. It's the omnipotence of God. It's the unlimited power of God. We know not how, but whatever you plant there, you will receive. Therefore, plant good things is what he says. Think on these things, things that are lovely, things that are pure. Again, guys, with the, with the, with the, the strife I'm seeing coming out of the church right now, does he tell you to think on what you're thinking about? Does he tell you it's warfare? What does he tell you? Think on these things, things that are lovely, things that are pure. If there's anything virtuous, think about that. Isn't that what he says? Because guess, guess what? If, you're, if your heart's angry, if your heart's divisive, one, you're probably gonna get sick. Then you're gonna start casting out that demon of that sickness. Not realizing he given you, he's given you the ability. He's given you the, the royal rule and reign. He goes, but if you mishandle it, there's only one spirit. If you mishandle that spirit, it's gonna have negative effects, right? So, um, how many guys would just love to receive the desires of their heart quickly, easily, no struggle, no strain? Wouldn't that be a good deal? Yeah, it's simple stuff, guys. So, um, like if you wanna heal yourself and, and somebody else, it's, you can do it, right? Um, how many guys would love to get answers from God, divine insight, divine answers, inspired, so you're not wondering about, I wonder if this is God's will and none of it's not. Wouldn't that be good? So you're no longer in uncertainty. A- again, think of it in, a, in an earthly relationship. If I was really telling my wife, like, I don't know, sweetie, I, you know, it may, might be, I don't know. Pray harder. Patty, how, how, how well would that work in a marriage? <laughs> He's on the couch, right? So he would never do that. Perfect love would never do that. It's, he gives you answers. We'll talk about that probably two weeks from now. Just how to divine insight, etc. Because He says, ask, you shall receive. So if you clearly ask, like, Lord, you know what? I know I can have anything I desire, but I'm not sure if my desire in this is really what, what's like the greatest for me, but I can have it. So give to me the answer whether, whether I should choose A or B. I know I can choose anything. That's what Paul said. I can choose everything. Yeah, I don't want to because I've matured a little bit, right? So if you want answers to prayer, if you want to, divine insight, how many guys would love to have just success at your job? Like you get divine insight and creativity, etc. cetera. Yeah, you can, you can do it. And it, it only takes a few minutes a day. Isn't that cool? So let me just see what else I wrote and then we'll get into prayer. So yeah, I just wrote, you can get answers from God so you don't live in uncertainty. You can get inspiration, intuition. You can receive healing for your body, for yourself. Um, oh, here's a, here's a great one. Healing for any trauma or any negative thing you've gone in. He says, I've given you my peace, my irene, my shalom. So you don't have to keep going around the mountain. I hear that all the time. Like, keep going around the mountain, these Christian cliches. That just means you're still focused on what happened to you versus on, here's what I'd like my life to look like. Now, if there's anything outside of you, whether it's the election, whether it's somebody treated you this way, whether you were abused, where I get it, guys, it sucks. All of that is really bad, but I, I can just assure you with this, there's healing for every trauma. And you can do it as fast or as long as you want. My recommendation, do it fast, right? You don't have to experience it for the rest of your life. So, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, da, 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 da. okay, good. All right, here's how simple this is. Now, I'm gonna walk you, what time is it? Okay, anybody want me to pray for them or you want me to just do it up here? All right, I'll do it over here. I'm going to reconsider. We're pretty good at this. But anyway, I'll, I'll step, I'll talk you through it first. Now, Barb knows this, is I've spent years, I've spent tens of thousands of dollars over the years. I study the best. The guys who are actually getting results, right? Um, we should study the guys that are healing stage four cancer in four years. Shouldn't we? I mean, we're getting answers to prayer, not even being with them. Not, we're just simply, we write them an email. Going, hey, here's, we prayed for you. Here's what happened. And they're getting healed. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah? We didn't tell them they got to go to church or anything. Weird, huh? <laughs> that would probably set them back. So we've studied the best. I've studied 
the neuroscientists. I've studied spiritual leaders that actually get results. I've studied the guys that, that uh, are perfect love. There's, they're, very, they're few and far between, but there are some. And so um, I've taken a lot of money, a lot of time to go, what are all these guys saying? What's the, what's the common roots? And so we've practiced, I really just, I, I did that thing on prayer maybe a couple years ago, Jeff. I don't remember what it was, but I, I, I think this is gonna supersede it because I've really boiled all that stuff down. And so here's what's going on, guys. So I've shared those scriptures with you to explain that your heart, not the, this inner, inner part of you right here, it's not even just your thump, thump, thump heart, but it's the inner man, it's your soul, it's the everything you are. Prayer has to come from here. And let me explain this to you. If you're praying for things with your head, um, in fact, left brain is, is basically analytical thinking. It's con- you see with your five physical senses and it lies to you, actually. It goes, hey, here's your current reality. But your, the true current reality of you is you are one with him. And as he is, so are you in this creation, is what it says, right? So whatever you're struggling with, is that the truth about you? It cannot be, because would Jesus struggle with that? No, right? No. And he's given you his glory. So we're not supposed to live out of the five physical senses. He says, guard your heart, this inner man, this Mashiach, the, the, mighty, the mighty flow of God's power within your inner chamber, his anointing, Mashiach. So there's something mighty in here that's way better. And that's why if you, if you study all this, and when your heart and mind, the science calls it coherence, it simply means this. This runs the show. Your inner man right here runs the whole thing. A lot of people are going, I prayed for this. But in their heart, they're worried, they're angry, they're... They're, uh, they're full of fear. You're gonna get what's in here because this is 5,000 times more powerful than this. Does that make sense? Now, Einstein, all the neuroscientists, they all get this. So Einstein says it like this. He says, um, he says the field is the sole governing principle of the particle or material world. So here's, in, I'll just use Christian words. The spirit, the Holy Spirit, shapes, guides, molds everything you see in the physical, Right? We see that in Hebrews. He says, by faith we understand that everything that we physical is formed, created, and held together by something we cannot see. Does, it, does your book say that or not? All right. Um, mine says it, but maybe you got a different translation. So that's why I think quantum physics, the sciences, are all lining up perfectly with the scriptures where it says, hey, this thing, and that's why I love when they do EEGs and EKGs, when they watch people's brain patterns and heart patterns, they can tell you when they're gonna receive physical hearing. Healing. We go once this, once you go into theta and sometimes delta, it's like that. Isn't that cool? The trick is how do we get to theta and delta? How do we get our how do we get this heart running the whole show? And I think I'm going to share it really simple with you guys tonight. Now, so there's a couple things that you can do. Now, if you simply breathe, remember that old Wim Hof video? If you simply breathe, you go into theta and delta a lot of times. Delta's like the the delta is the deepest sleep, like when you're asleep, where you're fully connected in the spirit. Um, but theta is the really creative part, the most creative part of you. Now, when we're just walking around here, it's beta. It means we're alert, we're awake. Most people pray out of beta. They get a bunch of unbelieving Christians together and bind and rebuke stuff and yell at stuff. Their heart is full of anger. Their heart is full of fear. Their heart is full of, I got a lesser power over a greater power. Their heart gives them exactly what they want, more chaos. Oh, your heart wants chaos. Your head's going, no, 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 I don't want chaos. But your heart's saying, I want chaos. Does this make sense to you? So guess what? You keep getting chaos. <laughs> and then you go, I'm doing everything you say. Why is it not working? I'm gonna help you with that tonight. Does that help? All right. So it says the heart runs everything. It's the show. So how do we do this? Now, when you breathe, you go into theta. If you simply breathe, Right? Now what's happened, guys, is you go from left brain, you go from analytical, here's what the facts say, here's what all the things about my life say, which is an untruth about you. If it's not joy, if it's not love, it's not abundance, it's not health, it's an untruth. So let's, let's focus on the truth. <clears throat> you go from left brain to right brain. And right brain, all of a sudden, everything lights up. If you look at the brain scans and everything else, all of a sudden you're working, like you're getting divine insight, you're getting inspiration, um, I'm sure that's you, Ash. Like when, you, when you're at peace, like you just, it just comes, right? Like you see things and, and it's spot on, guys. Why? Because there's how many spirits? There's one spirit. 
the same spirit that created everything, that holds everything together, is one with you. So does he know everything? Yes. So you can know anything at any time. Isn't that interesting? And I've shared that with you with, with school. I got faked out my, my junior and senior year because I started to think it was hard. But I honestly thought my whole life, I would just kind of daydream in class and I'd go, you know what, thank you, Father. Give me the answers to what's going to be on the test. And I would do it over and over and over. And guess what? It worked pretty well. I got straight A's. I thought that was normal. I thought that's how everybody did it. And then we started chatting like junior, senior year. We're like, wait, what? You actually read the chapters? Because we would get these, like we took 26 semester hours. Right, Cobe? And she was like, I've got this assignment. I'm like, wait, you don't actually do it, do you? Like, there's not enough time to do that. <laughs> like, she's like, well, how do you do it? I sit in class and go, Lord, give me, the, give me what's going to be on the test. And then when I got into, you design a mathematical equation, design cigarette smoke, it spooked me. And I got nervous. So it would have worked just as well. Anyway, it still worked pretty well, didn't it? It's like, I could just sit there and like, oh, I know the answers to that. I know what's going to be on the test. Like how? I'm like, I, I thought everybody, honestly, I'm not, I thought everybody lived that way. And I realized like, wait, you guys study? Like you actually do the chapters? Like, why do you do that? I'm telling you, you're one with him. Amen? Would he know the answers to the test before you he, before he took it? Yeah, so you can too. You, if you've got kids, you can teach them this stuff. Maybe I should do that, a kid's one for the youth. I'll do it for the youth. Like, parents, wouldn't that be great for your kids? Let's teach them how to do it, right? Anyway, so um, when you go into theta, like you get answers to stuff, you get divine insight, you get creative. You're, you're want, you've gone left brain to spiritual. You're, now you're connected in the spirit. And there's just simple ways to do it. You can breathe. There's another thing you can do. Um, I was thinking about this today. If somebody asks you a tough question, like you don't really, you got to think about the answer. What do you do with your eyes, most of you? Put them up. You know what you do the minute you put your eyes up? You go into alpha and theta. You've gone from, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to logic this thing out to now I'm going to the spirit where I get the answer. You all do it. You all do it. Now, what's really wild is, so I was teaching this, is like I've, I've watched the best of the best of the best. And if you ever watch people that are really good at meditating, they'll lift their eyes up. They'll put their eyes up and they know what they're doing. They go into alpha and theta. Now, here's what's really cool. So we're doing this meeting in Ackworth and all of a sudden, this young lady, I'm not going to say her last name, her, her name's Bethany. She raises her hand. She goes, you know what you guys are teaching? This is exactly what we do. She's a neurodiagnostic specialist. So she works with epileptic patients, she was telling us. And she goes, what you're teaching with breathing, we literally watch their brain scans, and they go into alpha and theta. And if they breathe, they heal. Breathe. Does that sound different than get into the word more? So I, I was back and forth. That, it was so intriguing to me. So here's what she said. So she's like, I'm a, I'm a she goes, I'm a, and at, Bethany, you can, if I screw this up, but I took notes, <laughs> so I didn't screw it up. She goes, this is all what we do. She goes, I, we don't do the I thing because they have epilepsy, whatever. She goes, I'm gonna do that in my own prayer. We just teach them to breathe. So here's what she says. See if this sounds familiar like Wim Hof is teaching. We teach them to hyperventilate, breathe in and out, with higher capacity and speed for three minutes and we watch their brain go into theta and delta. Now they're tied into the spirit. Like they know things intuitively, heal. Wouldn't that be good for you to do? Now, if you put your eyes up too, you almost immediately go into theta and delta. Now here's what's cool. And you can, I'm not gonna have time to, to read it, but if you go read Becoming Supernatural, any of the stuff that I, that I dig into just hours and hours and hours, because it's fascinating to me how fearfully and wonderfully we're designed, is... When you're praying and your body's in fear, anger, whatever, they can show you literally, like if you're trying to pray with your brain, if your brain is going, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm wealthy, I'm wealthy, but your heart is going, no, you're not, you're poor, that prayer literally never leaves your brainstem. Your body completely rejects it. And they can show scientifically that your body, which is really your heart, your subconscious, the soil, the inner room, the chamber, whatever you want to call it, will not accept any suggestion, will not accept any prayer unless it's the same state it's in. Now coherence means something. So if we can get our heart to regulate our brain where they're the same, that's what, if two or more agree on earth is all about, guys. It's not two unbelieving Christians getting together thinking that it's gonna work. Your earth, the soil, is you. So when you get your heart connected to your brain where it's, coherence is literally is on the same frequency, magic happens. You guys want to learn how to do that? 
It's pretty cool. So, so she said, we just have them hyperventilate for three minutes. She goes, You're, you'll naturally go into theta and delta. Now, here's what's happened. What they've shown is most people thought this was the control tower, the brain, the heart's the control tower. So when the heart starts to slow down, when you start taking deep breaths, really what happens, you, start, you get out of this fight or flight thing and literally it tells your brain, relax. Oh, I'm at peace right now. Your heart's going, I'm at peace. So your brain goes, be in peace. And you start to, it starts to release all the good hormones, the love hormones and all the things that make you feel really good. Now what's cool is now you can take what you're asking for in prayer and tell your heart, there's a direct connection. You can tell your heart whatever you want to tell it and you will see the omnipotence of God because once that seed's planted, we know not how, but you will receive the harvest. If there's a million people that need to come together simply to make that seed happen, it'll happen effortlessly for you. Is that cool? I think that's pretty cool. And we're seeing it like this, like this, like this right now. Amen? So, Here's what you do. You guys got what you want to change in prayer? And some of you guys are going to watch this later. Next week, we'll talk healing specifically. We'll talk divine insight, probably how to, how to receive answers to any challenge, probably week three. Because um, I really want you guys to get this because he did not make this hard. Why would he give you an inheritance and then not allow you to receive it? That's goofy, isn't it? So there's a couple things you can do. How do you get your heart to tell this to slow down. First thing is breathe. So you can breathe like, you know, 10 deep breaths. Now, there's a little thing you can do with your eyes. That's what I was saying. It's like, all of you are naturally all they do it. But if you think it's too weird, that's fine. But um, like the top therapists, they all do this with, with their patients because their brain starts to go into alpha and theta. Now their heart becomes suggestive. So if you're looking out straight ahead, like you're looking at a horizon, you can close your eyes. Now just... In, with your eyes in your eyelids, just like raise them about 30 degrees, like you're looking up above the horizon, like you're kind of looking above the mountains. Now, if, you've, if you place your finger, you guys have to open your eyes to want to see me do this, but uh, if you look, if you're a head straight and you just look up within your eyelids, can you feel your eyes fluttering a little bit? That's called, anybody know what that's called? It's called REM, rapid eye movement. And the minute you go into REM, you start going into alpha, theta fast. Your heart becomes suggestive. Whatever you tell it at this point goes straight to the heart. Isn't that cool? You don't even have to battle demons from Africa and South America. I saw that this week. Like, what are these people talking about? So I was kind of joking with Barb going, what, they don't matter? Africa lives and South America lives don't matter. We took their angels. <laughs> Please, Lord. So, he's, the kingdom's within you, amen? The, the angelos, the messengers, it's literally the messengers, the angelos are going up and down within you. The Jacob's ladder's within you, amen? Your heart and mind are coherent. The, your, the messages go up and down. Your direct connection to him, amen? that good? So, but if you just look up like that, you can feel your eyes and literally, you'll start going into theta. You don't, don't do it until it hurts your eyes, but I'm telling you, you immediately go into alpha theta. Now, now your heart's open. Your body's going, yeah, you know what? Whatever you tell me right now is I'm at peace right now. So you can tell me anything you want. Now, I'm just helping you so far. All right, let's do it. So now you can take, I, I would just recommend when you start, you can take 10 deep breaths, whatever you want to do. That's why I wanted to include some of the science behind this. They show you. Like she goes, yeah, these epileptic patients, we make them breathe heavy for three, three minutes and they go into alpha and theta where you're really suggestive. Where meaning whatever you tell your heart at this point, it, it comes. Wouldn't that be good? So tell yourself really good things there. Um, so I would just, you know, breathe in and out 10 times. And if you want to do your eyes while you're doing it, you can do your eyes before, after, during the whole thing, whatever. It's just another little trick that your body naturally goes, oh, they're at rest. Um, I'm going to go into alpha and theta. So your heart now becomes the, the mover of the whole thing. You get out of your analytical mind and now you're connected directly in the spirit, that, that Mashiach, the anointing, the literally the mighty flow of El Shaddai in the inner chamber. So, so what do you want? What do you want? What do you want to change in your life? All right. Now, assuming that was real, <clears throat> what would that look like? Who would you be doing it with? And more importantly, how good does it feel? Now, if, you're not, if you can get a picture of it, fantastic. But probably about half of you are really good at visualizing using 
using visual and half of you are really better using words. Now, here's what's interesting is when you use words, the, the body responds the same way. So don't worry about if you can't see it, whatever. Tell your body this is what's happening, meaning this. So if you go, people are like, I'm having a hard time being grateful. We should just be grateful, right? You wake up, you should be grateful. Anything that has breath praises, right? So, but if you can't, when you're in that alpha theta, you can start telling yourself, it feels, I'm so grateful, Lord. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful I have this. I'm so grateful I have it. Your heart doesn't know if it's real or not, and it literally starts to rewire itself so you experience it. And the longer you do that, you don't have to, this, I, this is where I love Joe Dispenza's wording. He says this, he goes, if you're in anger, if you're in depression, if you're in fear, if you're in worry, he goes, what happens is you're literally the electromagnetic field of your body shrinks and you feel separate from your goal. You're not persuaded. Your heart doesn't believe you actually have it. So guess what? You work harder, you read more, you study more, you rebuke more, you do all these religious things more and you're matter trying to push matter. You become disconnected from the spirit and you think you're matter. God's out there somewhere. But when you're in coherence, where you're in, you breathe, you can use your eyes a little bit and you settle this whole thing down. Ah, now you're in spirit and there's no time or distance in spirit. So literally when you, when you see or tell yourself exactly what you want to happen in your life as if it's already happened, it goes quickly, it's fast. And now it's not this long stretch of time. You literally, he goes, don't be dragging your body through space to try experience something Receive it for free in the spirit now. So you make then, now, and you make somewhere out there, here. I love that. He goes, you collapse time and space, which is just really quantum physics. Isn't that cool? Einstein and all these guys got it. So let me walk you through it, all right? Is this helping? I'm trying to explain so you get it, like some of you guys. So let's just breathe. You can do your eyes a little bit. So why don't you just take some deep breaths. Thank you, Father. And if you want to do your eyes like we're, you can just raise them up on the horizon so you can feel them flicker. If you think that's too weird, don't, but you all do it naturally. When you sleep, you go into REM. So it'll just be faster. So if you, if you want to be more miserable, then don't. Um, but if you, want, <laughs> if you want to enjoy prayer, I'd recommend you do it because it's fast. So thank you, Father. Just take another deep breath. <sighs> thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that we're so fearfully and wonderfully designed. Thank you, Father, that we're so fearfully and wonderfully made. I just thank you that every prayer verse gives us absolute assurance. You would never make this hard. We just are learning to freely receive every good thing you've already given us. Thank you, Father, that we're perfectly loved sons and daughters. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And really, when you're doing this at home or later tonight before you go to bed, just breathe until you kind of feel your body relax. You know, keep your eyes up a little bit. So they're fluttering and just breathe until you feel it relax. Now you're in alpha and theta. Your heart and mind are coherent. They can watch this do this, guys. It's literally wild. They go, as soon as your heart is controlling the frequency of your brain, you've shut off the left side. We are no longer concerned about what's going on, the five physical senses, the reality, and you're connected directly in spirit. Now you can tell your heart anything you want, and it's the omnipotence of God. It's literally the kingdom parable that Jesus talks about. So... Tell yourself really great things. And if you can, visualize it. Like, hey, what would that look like if I was abundant? And you start to just picture it. Thank you, Father. It feels so good. And if you're not good at picturing, visualizing, tell yourself. It feels so good to be abundant. I'm so glad that money comes to me easily, freely. I just inherit it. Just like that example where they doubled their income without working. Thank you, Father. That's me. That's called inheritance. That's what I have. That was really cool, guys. When you're here, your heart figures out how to do it. It brings it in ways you don't know how. So you can either see it or tell yourself you have it with gratitude. Thank you, Father. It feels so good. It feels so good to be abundant. It feels so good that every, every need is met. I'm so thankful and grateful. Let's talk about health. So you're not praying to be healed. You, you, you see yourself already enjoying that. And if you, again, if you can't see it, then tell yourself. It feels so wonderful to be whole. It feels so wonderful to be grateful. I'm so thankful my body's full, my body's vibrant. It feels so good to be able to do this with my wife. It feels so good that I'm healed that I can do this with my kids. It feels so good that I'm vibrant and healthy with my grandkids. It feels so wonderful. Thank you, Father, that I have all of this. Thank you, Father. Now, what's really cool, guys, is your heart accepts it immediately. 
and it starts to bring it in past in ways you don't know how. Let's talk about relationships. Same way. Don't focus on what's wrong with the relationship. This needs to happen. That guy needs to go get him, God, zap him, anything like that. You see yourself already enjoying this supernatural relationship. Thank you, Father. It feels so good to be loved. It feels so good to be free. It feels so good to just be in peace in all of my relationships. You actually just see and tell yourself that's the way it is. Amen? And if you need answers to a question, I'm just kind of covering all the major things that people ask about. You tell yourself you already have the answer. You don't like, Lord, what's the answer? Believe you have received it. So it's like this. So if you're looking for an answer to a question, so you, want, you don't want uncertainty in your life, thank you, Father. It feels so good that you answered that question. It feels so good I know exactly what to do that you're leading me through everything. It feels so awesome that you've given that to me. It feels so great, Lord. Thank you, Father, that I have all of this in Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen. And you go to sleep. Is that simple? And I'm telling you, it's radically changed most of these people that I've been experimenting with the last couple of weeks. And I've, I've, I've spent years and a lot of money just studying the very best, haven't I? And I'm, most of them make it still too complex. You can do it in a few minutes. He always says yes and amen. He always answers you, but it comes from within. So learn how to calm this down with your breath. Now you can tell it whatever you want it to do and watch the miraculous happen in your life. Amen? Well, that helps, guys. God bless. So next week, we'll talk healing for yourself and how to pray for somebody else. Cool? Hopefully that helped, guys. We'll see you on the trail.